0: Welcome to the Soul Ability Superhuman Laboratory, where we uncover the secrets to upgrading your mind, body, soul, and business. You are not some civil container waiting around to be filled with other people's ideas and agendas. You are a conduit, you are a receiver. You're an extremely powerful transmitter of deeply personal and incredibly unique inner signal. Find your frequency, feel for it, follow it, and you'll never be confused, afraid, or alone again. Jesse Elder. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of My Soul Ability Podcast. We have my good friend and mentor, the great and wise Jesse Elder for round two. Since the last interview, Jesse has gone deeper into the nomadic lifestyle, traveling the world with nothing but his backpack, cell phone, and making wherever his feet are in the world his home. This episode is for anyone who thinks that they don't have enough to reach their dreams, build a tribe, and live a totally free lifestyle. Before we begin, I want to share something really special with you guys. If you are looking for a truly transformational experience, Sema, my wife, and myself would love for you to join us in beautiful Costa Rica, August 20th to 27th at Rhythmia Life Enhancement Center. We went last year as guests, and it truly was a turning point in both of our lives. We've been blessed with the opportunity to speak and host a week at this truly amazing place. Now, at Rhythmia, you'll have the opportunity to transform and go deep through Breathwork, yoga, shamanic ceremonies involving plant medicine, and much, much more. If you're interested in learning more about this incredible experience, please visit www.rhythmia.com and be sure to ask, when you call, be sure to ask for a soul ability or with Dr. Mike and Sema. Thank you and please enjoy today's episode with the amazing Jesse Elder. Hey, Jesse, thank you for joining me again on another episode of Soul Ability. everybody loved the last episode that we did the first episode that we did that we recorded actually um i think it was back in september yeah it just took me so long to get up off my ass and finally get it out there and you move so fast you move lightning fast that so much has happened in that kind of short period of time so just yeah there was, uh, was several several lifetimes ago i know <laughs> <laughs> but we were trying to set this up you kept think like t- thinking it was the same day that it was. Right, You're just time doesn't even mean anything to you anymore. And I guess that's what happens when you just you know how to control your feeling of time. And yeah, yeah. I mean, t- t- tell me what you've been doing.
1: Time is is malleable, man, Uh, and it's a very useful illusion, but it is definitely an illusion, an ill use of our consciousness to to think that linear time is a static fixed quantity. It's not, man. It's infinitely flexible, and we can bend it uh, according to our intention, and when you're able to do that, which is very simple, uh, when you're able to bend time, you literally experience more results in a shorter period of time, so you'll finish the week. And you'll be looking back over your week and thinking, holy shit, man, look at everything <laughs> that happened, the people that I connected with, the love that I experienced and expressed, the, the, the things that I created, the things that I enjoyed, the meals I had. And you look back on your week and you're like, what a, what a week. And then it hits you. That wasn't the week. That was today.
0: <laughs> and that, that only happens when you, look at, you compare yourself to yourself, not to other people. Completely, completely. Yeah. That's something I actually interviewed Dr. Ed, Dr. Ed Osborne Mm -hmm. yesterday that, you know, you know, Dr. Ed very well.
1: Yeah. And that's something that he brought up
0: that, that C, the death, like the five sins or whatever. And C comparison is like number one comparison to other people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Comparing to other people uh, can be, can be, you know, it's not right or wrong. It just depends on, does it give you energy? you know does it give you energy to look at somebody else's results and go first and foremost good for you man way to go way to score that plane way to score those tickets way to be in that relationship way to have that six pack you know do you look at a woman who's radiant and beautiful and confident and strong and wealthy and do you look at that and go wow good for you sister you deserve all of that and more
0: yeah it's ins- like,
1: that's where you start yeah. Comparison is awesome. Cause then it's inspiring.
0: Yeah. It's inspiring. Like it's something to aspire to. It's an yeah. example of what's achievable. Um, but like, you can't just like compare your progress versus somebody else. Like they got so far so fast. You just have to keep going. Like you don't, you don't know, know what this, they
1: went through. Yeah, we, exactly. We don't know their story. And unless somebody's example is inspiring for you, uh, either, you know, we can either shift our perception and actually start to notice the amazing stuff that their example provides. Or tune it out, man. Strategic ignorance. Put the shutters down. Blind yourself. Deafen yourself to anything that doesn't bring you joy in this insane connection with your higher frequencies. So you can just experience life as a as a uniquely um, thrilling ride that's been, like, coded to your desire. <laughs> exactly. This is VR, man. This is just finely granulated. Um, that's why nature is so good. Because... The graphics are amazing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's better than the the oculus and
1: yeah the other virtual all this stuff is cool it's a cool metaphor uh, but the ultimate metaphor is that you're not only the player you're the coder of the game and when you maybe we can touch on some of those um coding practices you know how do you code reality so it actually becomes um yeah. a reflection of what you desire
0: because i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize that they can do they think that these things are just happening and there's nothing they can do about them. And they just go along and react. Right. Right.
1: Right.
0: And that's something I learned from you when you shift the focus to a more positive focus, then yeah, maybe those bad things happen, but they become hap They happen less and less and less. And the meaning for them when they do happen is just like pushing you towards your vision, your goal, where you're supposed to be at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I remember when I, when I first started uh, training jujitsu, and I was freaking out, you know, I'd get taken down and put on my back and I'm just like, ah, I just want to be standing up, you know, so I <laughs> can throw, throw a good kick or a good punch. But with a little bit of training and a little bit of persistence, man, I couldn't wait to get taken down and put mm-hmm. on my back because next thing you know, then it's guard and then rubber guard and then triangle or omoplata or plata or some other submission. Yeah. And that that became my domain. I became so much more comfortable on my back. The situation didn't change, physics didn't suddenly change, gravity didn't change, all the elements were still there, but with a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of training, you can you can transform anything.
0: Yeah, your perception changed. I started doing a little bit of jujitsu too. Uh yep. so right now we're connected to another school. Right. Like my office is literally connected. So Oh yeah. Um it's been like eye opening. Actually at Henzo Gracie in my office like last week. Oh so, cool. Uh and I see like the, the shift or the the perception of like the guys who do more jujitsu versus other types of martial arts, they have this, I don't know the way that they look at things. It's like more mathematical, like analytical rather mm-hmm. than just like, I'm just going to like try to punch you. Like you go into a bar and someone gets in a fight and they don't even know what they're doing. And that's how most people yeah. react in life. They're just, this thing yeah. happened, this guy pissed me off and I'm just going to react Yeah. where you already know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Got all the choices.
0: You already know but how to take some
1: down. Yeah, and and you and when you trust yourself and you trust your training, uh, your training always carries you through. And and you know people. And when I, when I first started doing Facebook videos, I was very honored and very appreciative of all the messages that I got from people saying, "Man, I love your content. How can I produce content like that? Mm-hmm. That's engaging and relevant and seems to just touch everybody." And I really, I, I was. Candidly overwhelmed by it, I was like, What man, I'm just sharing what I know, and this is just you know, to me, it's self evident. Um, I'm glad you're blown away by it, and I'm glad that it's helping you. But it's like, you know, and you're in a math class explaining two plus two, and you know, the class doesn't go, Oh my god, it's amazing, (laughs) mind blown, (laughs) yeah, like, no, this is self evident, but then I realized, No, it's not self evident, and and uh, and so. So initially, I was answering questions like, well, you got to be real and you got to come from your heart and you got to have courage and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, man, you want to produce content like me? Live my life. Yeah. So get about producing content like me. Produce content like you, like the best, most badass, authentic, powerful, clear, visionary, grounded version of yourself. And that version of you exists right now, parallel. To this reality parallel to this timeline and you can tap into that you can time pierce connect with that version of you ask some intelligent questions or just ask for help that version of you will give you ideas which will feel like imagination it's not imagination imagination is the memory of your future self so right now you can remember a time that you were having a a challenge and you can go back to that time and you can actually tell yourself hey you're doing great hang in there well, right now you experience that as a memory, but the version of you back then on this timeline was experiencing that as imagination. So it's all malleable, man. Yeah. And, and the best part is the outcome is not in doubt. It ends well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and so, I think even with that example that you gave, like you can go to the memories of your future self. There's also like that lateral shift too, where you can go to like alternative versions of yeah. yourself. like.
1: Uh, versions.
0: Yeah. If I go to, the, if I made this choice that's what would have happened, that's my memory, or I can make this choice and go that way. But yeah. it's up to you to choose like which choice you're to make to, yeah. and you have to have that awareness to realize like, all right, if I make this choice and this is the path that I'm going to go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and throughout all of it, there's, there's no reason to feel drama or, or suffering or pain or, I mean, pain is part of it, but, um, the suffering is just the story about yeah. the pain. And you yeah. can opt out anytime.
0: Yeah. And the pain, like pain is like, you, like you said, pain is part of it. Pain is like that uncomfortable feeling that you need to make that change. Or mm-hmm. like I see it all the time in the office when I'm treating patients, like they have this pain and they don't know why. And they try to avoid it by putting a band aid on it or just like taking a drug and not feeling it. But it never not like facing that pain doesn't fix it. You have to right. face it and go through it. In order to right. fix it, you're just delaying the inevitable and maybe it's too late by the time you realize it if you keep delaying it to do anything about it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And life gives us those signals. You know, you get those warning signals. You get emotional discomfort. You get physical discomfort. You get mental discomfort. Uh, even maybe spiritual discomfort. You experience all this discomfort. The difference between the people who are rocking it. I mean if you look at – I think you had Marcy on the show, right?
0: Uh not yet, but I will. She had to reschedule because okay. she's like so okay. busy. She, yeah.
1: So her she's, assistant she's another, schedules something another, at the same time. She's another time piercer. Yeah. Um, but Marcy is a good example. Whether people love her or hate her is irrelevant. She's in tune with her own frequency. <clears throat> and so she's creating results where she has uh, very high standards. And what I've observed with her and, and um, just tons and tons of other other people who are actually living it <clears> – <throat> the higher their standard, the lower their tolerance. Mm-hmm. And so the flip side is also true. When you look at anybody who's tolerating a lot of pain, they're tolerating a lot of discomfort, they're actually demonstrating an incredibly low standard. So there's a direct correlation between your standards and your tolerance. Whatever you're tolerating is, is affecting your standards. So all this talk about abundance, and I am want to Live abundantly. Cool. Well, abundance is not a mindset. It's not a belief system. Abundance is an action. Abundance is a habit. It's booking business or first class instead of economy. It's mm-hmm. um, saying, you know what, I don't like waiting in lines. I'm not going to wait in lines. And then you figure out a way to do that. And maybe that way of getting past the line is to go to the front guy at the front of the line uh, at the club or the, rest <laughs> the restaurant or wherever and to say, uh, I think my name's on the list. And he goes, what's your name? You say, Benjamin. He looks, he's like, no, what's your last name? And you say, Franklin. And he goes, (laughs) oh, yes, you're on the list, Mr. Franklin.
0: I mean, I feel like people talk about abundance a lot and you like, there's abundance all around us. It's just, do you have an abundance of positive things or you'd have an abundance of negative things? Depends what lens you're looking through, right? Depends what lens you're looking through. Like it's there. You just have to shift the lens. It is. is.
1: You're totally right, and and by shifting that lens, boom, that's the reality you snap into, and and uh, you can literally change channels. I mean, it's like a song. If you know, if I'm listening to, for you know for some weird reason country music, and country music starts playing on my phone, uh, I guarantee it won't last long. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and wait until the end of the country playlist so that I can you know <laughs> get in touch with my inner. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I that's to, I to change the song. Yeah, because that's not the song I want to listen to. Yeah, I agree. And
0: I, so, like, what do you besides just changing the like? How do you change the channel? Like, what do yeah. you do?
1: Yeah, changing the channel it really is, is uh, as simple as refreshing the browser on your personal preferences. You know, you're you're constantly feeling what's right for you and what's wrong for you right now. At any given moment, and if you just stop and tune in and just go, how do I feel about this? That signal's always there, man. That frequency is always there. Mm-hmm. And then, based on acknowledgement and honoring of that signal, uh, new choices become available. And so, you know, when I when I sold the martial arts schools uh, back in 2012, and then I entered 2013 in a very new, um, very new, new life, and I realized that the old rules don't apply. I'd walked into the same building. 2854 Hunters Green, uh, right off Northwest Military in San Antonio. And I'd walked into that building for, I mean, since 1996 when I opened my school. And almost every Monday morning, I walked in and did a staff training with my team. And there was like three, four-hour training every Monday. And so, man, I was very heavily conditioned that Mondays are go time. Mondays are, you know, let's 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 just do it. And once I sold the schools and I realized that, wait a minute, I don't have to participate in the momentum that Mondays used to mean. And I thought, well, what's my current favorite day of the week? Well, I love them all. But you know what I could use in my life? I could use some more Sundays. Because Sundays are rest and rejuvenation and reflection and recharge. And I thought, screw it, man. I'm going to make Mondays a second Sunday. So I just started making Monday a second Sunday and it took about three weeks to get used to that. Mm-hmm. And for the outside world to get used to the fact that Jesse's probably not going to be available on Monday. And then people would be really curious and be like, well, you know, don't, don't you hustle on Monday? I'm like, no, man, I, I don't feel the need to, I'm, I'm enjoying my, my music and training and family time and hangout, And, um, my productivity skyrocketed and I had more energy.
0: Yeah.
1: So bottom line is we get to always feel for what's right for us right now. And there's nobody outside of us that has the authority or the ability to tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. And I think that's the fear for people is feeling like they need permission or approval or, you know, it's the security of a proven plan. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I mean, you know, you're, you you did not sit there and try to figure out how to invent headphones when you could just click, do a quick search and go, these are the ones I want. So there's no need to invent everything, but when it comes to to your life, what are you going to do with your time and your money and your creativity? That's art, man, and art doesn't require permission. Yeah, I mean,
0: when people – like I feel – I don't know, that a lot of people think that they have to follow this specific path and they just – they try to fit in what they think people th- – like people tell them what they should be doing and they try to follow Mm -hmm. that path. And they, those are the people that are never successful. It's always the ones that listen to what they have inside and they just follow that, that end up being successful because like Jeff Bezos, for example, you can't sell books on the internet and now he's selling everything. He's like selling everything on the internet. He bought whole foods. Um, you just have to just not listen to people and follow your vision and your vision has to fit like your purpose, like what you're, what you think, what, you know, you're good at. Um, and a lot, like I was talking to some, some girl the other day and she was trying to start some health and wellness website. And I'm asking, she's like, I don't know what I want to do. I want to do like have a Facebook group or Facebook page. I'm like, what kind of content are you creating? She doesn't even know. I'm like, what is your background? She doesn't even have a background in it, which is fine. She's just like, I just have a passion for it but she has, doesn't know how she gained the knowledge for that passion. anything. Like, yeah, maybe that's not what she's supposed to be doing. Then she's talking to me about like cybersecurity. That's what she really knows. And she's passionate about, she's trying to like barter with yeah. cybersecurity knowledge. I'm like, you just need to do that and like fit that thing into it. Yeah. You know, cause you're really great at that. You just were successful at maybe something personal health wise. Correct. Um, Correct. It doesn't make you the expert at it. There's like that credibility versus credentials thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I talk about that a lot. And I feel like especially being a chiropractor and having all this experience in that health industry and owning a seven figure business and starting an eight figure business from nothing in the supplement industry, like there's a lot of people out there that they want to do it. They're inspired by it and they just try to like copy you and model you, but it's not their calling. It's not their passion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and to, to that woman's point, you know, here's a woman who has passion um, and who is also, um, and I'm just projecting this based on what I just heard you yeah. say. There's a lot of people who are in this position where they have this feeling, this burning desire, and they know they're supposed to do something with it. Um, but the, the mistake, and it's a, it's a natural part of the learning process, but the mistake is to think that the world would be as passionate as you are yeah. about that thing. But passion is an inside out thing. And so passion without competence is very, very, very expensive. Exactly. There you go. That's... And so so developing competence, even if you're not terribly passionate about the process of training and gaining competence, that's the filter. That's mm-hmm. what separates the you know, the five figure from the six figure, the six from the seven, the seven from the eight, the eight from the nine. And I've had the opportunity to work with people across that spectrum. Yeah. Man, I've worked with people who are homeless, and I've worked with people who are running two hundred million dollar companies. And the difference is always the same. The difference is what are they committed to, not what are they passionate about. What are they committed to? Exactly. And and you can man, you you want to see somebody's you want to see somebody's future. Don't look at their astrology or their journal. Look at their calendar and their bank account. Mm-hmm. And look where they're putting their time, and look where they're putting their money, because that's actually where we see the things that we value. Right. And you know, if I if I have a client that invests in themselves in, in coaching or a program, that what happens for that person after that is partially due to the work that occurs, but a huge part of it is just betting on yourself. Yeah. You know, you see everybody going crazy over Ethereum and crypto now because it's rising. Well, yeah, but the thing is that everybody's excited about because it it's rising. Um, but what happens when you get excited about yourself because you know that you're the best bet you have and you start to go all in on yourself on a consistent basis? It is the biggest high in the world to invest in yourself mm-hmm. because then, you, then you're like, man, I know I'm going someplace. And then you back it up with your time and your money. Dude, That I mean, that's when quantum things happen. You, you've seen it. You're a perfect yeah. example of it.
0: Well, when when you have that like ability to that strength, that confidence to invest in yourself, then you can make those big bets, like putting money into like Ethereum. Like if you were the first person that told me about it. I wish I did it last year. I just couldn't figure it out when you told me. Everybody uh, but says- it, yeah. I mean, I made, I made a lot of money on it anyway, but sure. um, you can take those bets because if you lose whatever you put into it, it doesn't matter because you know that you can make that money back or you can do something. That's not like the end all be all. That was just like an investment. And that's, I feel like a lot of guys that are like the best investors, like on Wall Street, the, the VC, the, the best VCs, like like Gary Vee, right? He goes all in on himself. Like he like people like that are willing to take that bet on another on a company, on other people. Because if maybe that doesn't work out, they always know that they're the one that's gonna bring it back up again. Like it's right. They did it in the first place, they can do it again. They they believe right. in themselves.
1: Well Gary Gary talks about that openly. He talks about yeah. about about you know, deep down inside, he kind of hopes that everything crashes down. And he told the story at, at uh, Ryan Moran's event uh, in, in Austin uh, a couple of years ago. And, and the dude's totally congruent. I mean, he's the same way in the green room when you're hanging out and, and you know, talking about the audience or talking about whatever. He's the same backstage as he is front stage. Totally different than Grant Cardone, by the way. Grant Cardone is, a, is an interesting cat, man. I met him a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's he's a, he's an intense guy, uh, and the whole the whole 10x thing is yeah. perfect. Like it's you know it's right up there with like Ty. You know Ty does a great job too at appealing to people's you know greed clans. and like I have to have this. And but the, I mean the 10x concept was really Dan Sullivan's. Dan Sullivan pioneered the whole 10x concept, and then you know anyway the the point is Gary tells this great story um, where he just says you know I secretly hope everything just goes to zero. Because then I'm, it's going to be me in a shitty little apartment and there's going to be a cockroach in the corner. And I'm going to say, you and me, cockroach, let's do this. Yeah. Because that's that fight. And when you trust yourself and when you believe in yourself and you're congruent with that, it doesn't matter what the external circumstances are. It doesn't matter what your money is. doesn't matter what your relationship looks like. doesn't matter even what your physical health is like. Because those are all reflections of your projection. And when you know that you're projecting reality, not just perceiving it, you can adjust that projection all day long, make those rapid iterations in your own paradigm that allows you to refresh the browser on your reality and you can literally change channels. And it doesn't take time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, so for example, Gary always talks about like his upbringing, like his mom and his parents would always tell him that he could do anything he wanted to do in his life and he was able to do it. Yep. Where a lot of people have that like negative, like over time, they have those negative uh, viewpoints and they start to believe them from other people like you can't do that or that's impossible or be realistic and well when
1: people real oh go ahead
0: yeah and then you just have to a lot of the work is just forgetting about that totally <laughs> it's just forgetting totally. about what people say
1: dude you should just do a seminar and just call it forget about it <laughs> i should in jersey three, three day events Get all the get all the East Coasters up there and what's the name of the event? Forget about it.
0: Be perfect. Maybe yeah, Chris Brawley. Perfect yeah. from Brooklyn.
1: Have people write out, you know, what their problems are. And you just read their problems out loud and then you say, forget about it.
0: They need to that's if you at the deep down the core of it is just forgetting about all that. That totally. block, those blocks
1: and in even a story and saying well I have 10 years of history no mother trucker you don't have 10 years of history you have 30 days of history that you've repeated
0: mm-hmm.
1: over and over and over and over again and you've repeated those 30 days with minor variants uh, about 120 times <laughs> 30, 30 days 120 times, 30 days, 30 days, 30 days, 30 days. You do that 12 times in a year, over 10 years, do 120 times. All you've done is repeat the story, and you only have 30 days of trailing manifestational output, your thoughts, your words, your feelings, and your actions. In 30 days, you can change anything. You know, I made a, a Facebook post this morning about, um, you know, cause I just keep seeing 10 X everywhere and you know, God <laughs> well, bless Grant. He's, for, he's
0: doing an event. So he's pra- pumping it up. Yeah. that's sure. well, th-
1: But the thing is everybody's using it now because mm. it's an attractive concept. And again, man, I'm a, I'm a huge Dan Sullivan fan. Um, Dan Sullivan in, in my opinion deserves all the credit for the actual 10 X concept, which is mm-hmm. far deeper and, and more elegant than simply 10 times in your revenue. Um, and Dan has a great framework for actually doing it, but anyway, the, uh, you know I'm seeing 10x everywhere, so I, I made a Facebook post that said I am quite content with 0.05xing my life every freaking day.
0: Oh, it's like that penny over, like that doubling every day. That you start with a penny and in 30 days
1: regardless of where you are looking at those increases anything worthwhile can be measured right so whether it's your money your health your love your free time your freedom your creativity these are all things that can be measured that can be quantified and a a 0.05 percent increase every day over a quarter that's almost 1800 percent
0: i'd rather take that than
1: 10x yeah the 10 that what 10x does um, it, let's say somebody does 10X and they do it in 30 days or they do it in 60 days, great. What you've got now is you've got uh, basically a monkey with a gun. Mm-hmm. You have you know, an, an unconditioned, untrained mind and consciousness with this incredible firepower. And this is where you see addictions go crazy. This is when strip clubs do record business, mm-hmm. when somebody who is, uh, has a consciousness level that isn't in proportion to the amount of power and energy they now uh, can choose with. And so, uh, and that's fine. And they can go and lose it all. They can go and make the money back to go and pay for rehab. And that's fine. That's a totally valid choice. And, and there's some great, um, great evolutionary experiences that come out of that. Um, but going back to what you said at the beginning of this interview, the ability to not compare unhealthily to other people. You know, why Why would we be in such a hurry to get somewhere when we're enjoying the ride so much? I mean, my, at this point in my life, man, I have so much love in my life and so many incredible people that I'm surrounded with, present company included, that when I experience that love and that energy, I'm in zero rush to get to the next thing. Like right now, is just so freaking good. Why would I want to leave here when it feels so good? Except that I know that more is coming, yeah. so I'm always keeping my imagination open for how can I be surprised. That's why I'm nomadic right now, and I book one-way tickets everywhere, because I, what's <laughs> going to be the next invite? What's going to be the next thing? I spoke in Bucharest uh, at Alex Houdetan's event for Amazon sellers, um, and during that event is when the, the news comes out that Whole Foods you know, just got bought by Amazon. So the room was like, wow, the, it was electric, man. It was like historic and then there was a, a gentleman in the audience who heard me speak and he said you know i'd love to have you come speak in kiev at my event on tuesday I'm like yeah man let's do it Amazing. so one-way tickets um is my preferred method for keeping the channels open and there, there are just things that, are, that just keep coming in because i'm just not in a state of resistance
0: well i think it's so i made a post about this like people always talk like whenever something bad happens you always hear everything happens for a reason and they only kind of say it when bad things happen. Right. But if you start saying that when good things happen, then you start becoming more present and you start doing what you do. And like, you're like real, like just being in the moment and focusing on the now and appreciating what's there. Cause you're kind of seeing the lessons and the, the reasons why it's happening. And then when the next thing comes, you're surprised and it's exciting. Yeah. Yes. And you have that sense of fulfillment. Um, yeah. And I think that's, it,
1: I, I think you're a great example of this, that you've taken responsibility for the things in your life and that's why your life is the way it is. Cause you've taken a hundred percent responsibility, not 99%, 100% and for the, for the listener right now, who's thinking, okay, all the spiritual stuff sounds great. How do we, you know, how do I make this practical? Yeah. Yeah. Alignment, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wanted to make some money. Right. Okay, cool. Well, that's great. I mean, money's a part of the life experience. It's a very important part of the life experience. So my question would be, uh, first of all, to the listener, um, what are the last three major things in your life that you've manifested? And that's a very simple question. And I'll let the question sit for a moment so you can you're listen to this and you want to actually um, perform an upgrade on yourself. Name three things. Think of three things in your life. Big things that you've manifested in the last month in the last year, or just in, in your entire life, think about it for a moment you got one okay, you got two got three all right I will I, I will bet a significant amount of, of uh, crypto <laughs> <laughs> that the three things that you thought of are all positive experiences, positive events, positive outcomes because we associate the word manifestation with desires but manifestation is neutral mm-hmm. and so when people think about god answering their prayers and they think about the universe answering or source providing or whatever terminology people use invariably when they think about their their dreams coming true their desires coming true their goals coming true dreams desires and goals are words that we use as human beings to describe positive outcomes positive results the thing is that manifestation is an always-on signal. You can't not emit that signal. And so everything that's happening in your life, whether it's something you want or something you don't want, everything is happening in your life as a result of your frequency and your signal that you're emitting. And so to, to only name positive things when you, when you think about manifestation is actually not taking 100% responsibility. And people say, yeah, but I didn't manifest that disease or that car accident or whatever. Well. Maybe you did and maybe you didn't. But if it happened, what you can do is to take 100% responsibility for what you're going to do about it and for what it's going to mean to you. And that's it, man.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people don't do that. They just, they want to. when the bad things happen, they want to blame somebody else or something else for it happening. And they don't take responsibility.
1: That's that's absolutely their right to do it. And and, uh, I, I, you know, at the beginning of my career in teaching, I was, on correcting people, no, like, oh, no, you gotta do it this way. And I thought, man, who am I? <laughs> who am I to tell people what they should and shouldn't do? Right. Um, I realized the best impact I can have is to live a happy, joyous, fulfilled life. Because that's what that's what I'm here for. And I'm just trying to make the world a better place for me and my friends to live in. So, you know, if somebody wants to participate in that, great. If they're intent on doing it a different way, that's fine too. I have zero skin in the game. I have zero ego invested mm-hmm. in people listening to me. Um, I just know that if somebody says I'm not happy, and here's here's what's going on, cool. What do you want to do about that?
0: Yeah. How do you think you're gonna change it? Like they, you're right. They have to figure it out themselves. They have to ask those questions themselves. Like use the Socratic method. Yep. Otherwise, they're never gonna believe it unless it comes out of their own mouth. Dude. Isn't that the truth? It is so the truth. It's with even just like patients in my office, like they want to get better, but I could tell them this is what we're going to do. This is how you're going to get better. This is the way. But unless they ask ask them the right questions and they say it themselves, like, yes, I have to commit. Yes, I have to do this and that. They don't believe it. Yeah. And it's not real. Even after, even when they get better, they don't believe it unless they say it themselves. Crazy. It is crazy. You can that's why you can give people like your entire blueprint for everything that you do to be successful, to get in better shape, to do whatever. And there's only a small percentage of people that are actually going to be able to follow through with that and make it happen.
1: And it's the ones who are committed. The ones who are committed. Uh, and this is well like I I do a lot of work with coaches and authors and speakers and trainers, Uh, we call them cast members, right? Coach, consultant, author, speaker, (laughs) trainer, part of the the cast. And and I think we're the ones as the influencers that are really helping people to guide themselves into a better life. And yet there are so many broke messengers out there. And so a huge part of my work is helping messengers to become wealthy in every sense of the word. And you just alluded to something huge, Mike, is that when you give the perfect plan to somebody, most people won't do anything with it. So then we look at the ones who do something with it and the ones that do something with it, whether it's one out of a hundred or 10 out of a hundred or you know one out of a thousand, if somebody takes the same information and gets results, there's only one difference. The difference is not in intelligence, it's not in how hard they work, it's not in how bad they want it, it's how committed are they? And I've realized that giving information to someone who hasn't demonstrated a commitment is actually worse than not giving them information at all, it's yeah. like serving a glass of water to someone who's in a burning building because they're complaining about heat and thirst. All you do is enable and 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 empower their uh, their their disempowered position. And I've stopped doing that. And so, if somebody says, "I just want some information," great, let's have a conversation and and see if it makes sense to to get you get you there. No, I just I just want to <laughs> talk to you just for a second. Yeah. Hey, why would Why would I do that?
0: Like why how are, are How are ways that people like show their commitment like that? I know we've talked about this, but.
1: Well, there's four four commitments. And so until all four commitments are made, uh, someone is actually 100% uncommitted. It's like the numbers on a combination lock. You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm making preparations right now for Burning Man again, I'm going to go this year. So make, <laughs> a, my bike is in order to be pedaling my ass all around the playa. And you got to have a good lock when you're out there. Right. Just because, you know, everything's dusty and things look the same. And maybe somebody walks off with their so You have a bike lock.
0: Isn't the last year they're doing it out
1: there? Uh, I heard no. that for some reason. No, I, who knows? I'm, I'll, I'll go until they don't do it anymore. And then I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> But if think about a bike lock, and let's say it's got four numbers in the in the in the combo. And when when there's four numbers in the lock, you don't get one number right and have the lock open twenty five percent. And then you get two numbers, and it's halfway open. No man, it's either all or nothing. It's either locked all the way or it's open all the way. And if you want it to open all the way, you got to have all four numbers. Same thing with commitment. And this applies to all of us as human beings. There are four levels of commitment, four pieces of the commitment game. So first is mental commitment. You know, some people just go through life and they just want to just to get information. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, I refuse to work with people like that because they tend to be short-term thinkers. They tend to be transactional, and I'm I don't want to participate in them putting out fires. You know, I'd rather go to the source. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a mental commitment, and we're gonna we're gonna work together to look at what's going on, to identify challenges, et cetera. Second is a is a an emotional commitment. You know, there's there's uh, a lot of people who get amazing results when they actually tune in to the bigger issues. You know, what do I want my life to be about? How do I want this to impact my my legacy, my family, my generations that are coming after me? How do I want this to have an effect on the world? If I did this thing, and everybody else in the world were to operate in the same way, what would the world look like? I mean, these are big questions, and it requires an emotional commitment so first is a physical uh, mental commitment second is emotional commitment Uh, no small issues you know we only deal with big issues Mm -hmm. the third is the uh, physical commitment like to show up and let's do the work to show up and let's let's train to show up and, and let's step onto the mat show up and let's do the whiteboard session show up and let's meditate show up and let's cast your vision show up and let's i mean that's physically showing up and a lot of people say check 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 but they fail to make that fourth commitment. And in a material world where we have such things as commerce and value exchange, money is an exchange of energy. Right. And without that fourth commitment, without making a financial commitment, it's as good as a zero commitment. And so that's it. That's, that's the bottom line. So if somebody's listening to this, if you're a cast member <laughs> and you're a coach, author, speaker, consultant, trainer, then look at how you're inviting people to make commitments. And if you're not, if you're just giving people information, hoping that that will cause them to be committed, you're actually uh, signing your own vow of poverty. And the way out of that is to, to uh, step up yeah. and, and be, a, be an example of the client that you want to have.
0: And I think that's not even just like, co- what is it, coach, author, speaker, trainer, right? It's yep. just, every, and just everybody in their like, daily life, like the people you interact with. If they're not willing to make those four commitments with you, like your relationships, your friends, your family, then they're probably not people you want to be around because they're not fully committed to you. Because when when shit hits the fan and you need their help, whether it's time, whether it's a money thing, and they're not there to help you, they're not committed to you. That's when you'll see it. You'll see it in those those tough times, right? But they might want those things from you, but they might not be committed back. Yeah. It might not.
1: But it's a very simple equation. You know, we, we can we can help people to the exact degree that they're willing to help themselves, mm-hmm. and and that's that's it. And and going back to the calendar and the bank account, you can tell where people's values are by where they're investing their time and where they're investing their money. And if somebody's unwilling to invest their money and they're only willing to invest their time, that's a non-investment. Yeah, far well,
0: as far as, as far I mean the far way the way that I look at money is money is a representation of time. Cause how did you earn that money? You spent time on something, you put value into something to get that money back. So you put your energy, your, effort, like you said, your energy, but it also is time. So maybe they're not they're Maybe they're willing to invest like time. That hasn't happened yet. They say they will, right. but time that they put energy into, they don't want to give you because yeah. they feel like maybe they're not gonna be able to get it back or, T- that your time is less valuable than the stuff that they did in the past to get that that time. And so.
1: that's totally their choice. So if somebody's expressing that uh, indicator, or they're expressing that interest to stay exactly where they're at and doing what exactly that they're doing, I fully support their right to make that choice. Yeah, uh, and I'll and I'll end the conversation so that I can go find and create space for the person who is committed.
0: Yeah, and it's not just like trying to extract money from people; it's just trying to get them to make that commitment, to get to where they want to be. Yeah. It, uh, you know, like, especially in that, like that spiritual space and like the online entrepreneur space where people are coaching, there's a lot of people that will say like, you don't really want to help me. You just want my money. And those are the people that just want that something free that aren't committed that are not willing to make that, that jump. Because even me, like when I didn't have money, I sacrificed my ability to make money to gain knowledge. Like I took jobs where I didn't make money so I could learn something. right. Um, so I was giving I was giving something, but I wasn't getting anything back besides the knowledge, that experience, yeah. that time yeah. so there's always that. There's like people can work for you and learn from you, but they have to be willing to not get that currency back in exchange because they're getting the knowledge. They're getting that experience
1: exactly. and that and that and that takes a special individual to plan. Yeah. And to think long term, uh, and it's a huge part of why you're where you're at today because you you think that way and you've thought that way for, for a long time. And, and, and to your comment about the you know the person who says well you know you just want my money you're just trying to get money from me I think that's actually a, a reasonable fear because there's such great marketing out there I know. <laughs> on content that's not very good and so you can you can get not suckered but you can you can you can see the vision and you can say wow this if I get this thing. If I hire this coach, if I buy this technology, if I get this thing, it's going to give me give me what I want. Um, and so I think it is a justifiable fear, uh, and, a, and probably a rational fear, to just do your diligence and, mm. and look at what the result is. Having done that, though, if you know, I mean, if you if you work with somebody or if you see somebody's results that they've gotten by working with a coach or consultant or or buying a piece of tech or investing in an ad campaign or whatever, if one other person got results. That means you can get results, too. So what it comes down to is back to self-belief, back to what are you committed to. And if, if there's only one other person that got a great result using that tool or that framework or that coach, then you, you got to just see yourself as, you know what, I'm responsible for my success. It's not their job to swing the hammer for me. It's their job to give me the hammer, maybe show me how to use it. But after that, it's up to me. And um, and that's why I'm a, I'm, I've dedicated a huge part of my life to being a tool maker. Mm-hmm. Giving people conceptual tools, mental tools, emotional tools, spiritual tools, what they do with those tools is up to them. I'm not the, the color by numbers guy and I'm not going to tell you where to paint, but I will give you the paintbrush and point out the fact that you've actually got a blank canvas in front of you and you're limited only by your imagination and your courage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like when people are starting – like this is a problem that – this is where kind of where I'm running into, right? If I want to help people coach them with something with business, like I've never – done that officially before. Like people haven't paid me for money. They ask me for advice, they take my advice, they get kind of successful, but then their commitment wasn't fully there because they didn't pay me. they they didn't have those four key commitments, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to have to get started somewhere. So how do you create that evidence that you're actually somebody that can help them? You have the credibility, like in a sense that you've done it yourself and you have the credential, but they maybe don't believe you because there's all this other crazy marketing out there that they're like, but right. I can just listen to them and they they can help yep. me.
1: Yeah, it's there's actually a really and, and I, I I teach this in, in uh, ethical cult building. We're getting ready to release 5.0 actually, so mm-hmm. this is uh, this material is about to to be live, um, and out in the in the world. Uh, but I'll, I'll share the strategy here. It's super super simple, and you and you said it perfectly that the the how do you you know how do you get evidence because people need evidence they need to know that what you do works so the way you do that is you find three four five people it doesn't take more than that that you believe you can help and you reach out to them individually it's not an email it's not a facebook post it's it's a a call and it's saying hey here's what's going on in my journey i've realized i've solved x y and z i that used to have this problem describe the problem in detail now I learned what to do, and now these are my results in time, money, energy, opportunity, freedom, et cetera. So I've been through the threshold. Is this something that you'd be interested in learning about? And I'm not going to charge you for it, but I just need to know, is this something of interest to you? And they say, yes, cool. Then you're off to the races, and you've got yourself a, uh, an embryo group. But so that they take it seriously, you collect a check from them. And it should be a check that is a, a reasonable amount to get their attention. So, you know, five, ten thousand. But what you tell them is that all I'm going to do is hold the check. I'm not going to cash it. I'm not going to deposit it. It's not going to. I'm going to put it in a safe, and and I'm going to keep it aside. And the only way that that money is going to get deposited is if um, you don't complete the course and you don't follow through on what we talked about. That's it. That. If you follow through then I will give you your check back, and what I'll ask for is your candid sharing of your results. <laughs> That's I love it. That. That's it. That way they've got skin in the game, um, and you're also, you know, you're, it's not like you're motivated for them not to continue because a testimonial and, and a case study is worth far more than, than the dollar amount, um, and then they get 100% of their money back, plus they get the results. Uh, but, with that, but doing it for free doesn't create any uh, incentive, and it doesn't honor the relationship. So there has mm-hmm. to be money in the game, but you're just holding the money, and then you'll give it back. You can even give it back with interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a very, uh, very valuable thing, and it honors the relationship. And then you go and get results for those people as soon as possible in measurable terms and have them each share their story. And then you roll out a training, a webinar, a live stream, a uh, class, uh, an event, and you say, we're going to do a breakdown of exactly how these five people went from X, Y, Z to A, B, and C, how they got from out of this into this, and we're now bringing people in. And you charge the exact same amount. The difference is you don't give the money back because you're giving them something far more important than the money, which is the value.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Because like there I've met you I've met a lot of people that they have this ability in them and I know they can help other people, but they don't have the evidence yet. Yeah. And they're just like getting started and people ask them like why should I listen to you? And people ask me that all the time. Like, why should somebody listen to you? And I'm like, Dude, really? There's so many I have so much evidence that I could just put it in, in front of your face, but you yep. have to be willing to make that commitment. Um But yeah, there's like people you meet that I think Marcy, right? She started out as a waitress, but she's like an amazing fucking coach. Like she's like the be- one of the best coaches in
1: the world. She's one of the best in the world for people who are, who are in that. I mean, basically, the people that she attracts, she's the perfect person for. And yeah. the same is actually true of anybody who's a coach, an author, a speaker, a trainer. You're always attracting who you are. But there's a reason why she went from being a waitress, making yeah. minimum wage and making tips, to training people uh, as a trainer. To coaching them on mindset, to coaching them on spirituality, to coaching them on business. And now she's got clients that are paying a million dollars a year. Crazy. So crazy. Well, it's inevitable. Yeah. Because she's continually invested back in herself mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, socially. She's always reinvesting back in herself. So her capacity is expanding. And as a result of that expanded capacity, you just climb up the ladder and you're able to reach more people. So it's inevitable that she's got clients. She will have clients. Mark my words. Oh yeah. She will have she will have clients that are paying ten million dollars a year to work with her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like like Tony Robbins has clients that, you know, yep. 80 grand a month plus a percentage in their like their profit, and it's yep. they have these hundred million dollar, billion dollar businesses that yep. it's inevitable. And Like you don't have to come from a place of like already having built that kind of business, you just have to know how to help people and shift them. And people have that, like, and some people have that innate ability in them and they just, maybe don't believe in themselves because other people say that to them, like, why, why would I listen to you? And some of the best coaches I know that's what they're great at is coaching. Some of the best teachers I know that's what they're great at is teaching that thing or helping people see it a different way. It's not, maybe they're not. Like a science teacher, maybe they're not the most knowledgeable science professor, but they know how to explain it in a way that helps you shift your mindset and the way that you're thinking about that thing
1: so you understand it. And ultimately, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter if the coach or the consultant or the author or the speaker knows. It doesn't matter how good the trainer is. Their quality is only as good as their ability to know where the student or where the client is at. And you speak to that, you don't Mm -hmm. blow them out of water with how much cool stuff, you know, you find out where they're at and you give them what they need and what they want. Right.
0: And that's something that I've learned from you is not to like worry about what's, what the truth is, but what's useful. And so many people are worried about what's the truth about this thing. And like, we may not even ever know the actual truth about that thing. Like what's useful now
1: though. Like it's not
0: always the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Philosophize later. You know, philosophy is a luxury. If you're not hitting your financial goals, if you're not living in the home or having the lifestyle that you really know that, that you desire, if your relationship's not the way that it should be to give you energy and allow you to feel and express and receive love. I mean, if all those things are not there, then philosophy is a luxury. You can, mm-hmm. it can wait, get the system down, apply something that you know works, get in shape, Get your love life where it needs to be. Get your money in a space where you're where you're able to then think about those other things. Uh, philosophy is a, is a luxury.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And people, I notice in the spiritual space, they'll like you know go do ayahuasca or like meditate or go to some like guru, and they'll get this like thought in their head. They're like, what this is. They have this epiphany that none of this stuff is has any value. Like, why are people doing this? And they just don't want to do anything. It's like they're waiting until they can go back to where they came from, like their soul leaves their body and goes back to the ether. And that's not why you're here.
1: No. Well, maybe it is though. I mean, it's, there's not, I don't think there is a, a, there's not a set reason why we're here. It's we're here to experience free will choice and those tools and those medicines, they just amplify whatever you've got going on. So, you know, one person will go and drop acid and completely drop out of society (laughs) and become homeless. John Mackey will drop acid and found Whole Foods, you know? So, I mean, you know, who, who, it's not the tool. It's the, it's the wielder of the tool. Um, You know, it's not the paintbrush, it's the artist. And so, you know, for somebody who is in that, in that realm and they just, that's fine. And and the thing is, it's, it's fine to just be at peace with it. You know, if somebody's listening to this and, and you feel the need to drop off the grid for six months or six years, do it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Sleep on couches and, and you know, eat, eat top ramen and, and, and grow, grow an organic garden. And, and you know, that's – go have that experience. Just and, when you're tired, and when you're tired of that experience, then come back and start allowing more money into your life. I've just observed that you don't have to choose one or the other. No. Uh, and in my own life and in, in the lives of the people that I am so privileged to call clients – um, we just have this very strong ethos that each one of those areas actually strengthens all the other ones. So we can be in a conversation about acid and aliens and ayahuasca. And uh, I've never done I full disclosure, but I have had contact and connection with those other two things. <laughs> <laughs> so we can have a conversation about that and go right into product launch, marketing, um, niche domination, and go right into talking about sexuality and sensuality and, and love, and then go right into, I mean, there's no barriers if you don't put them there. So, Oh, I need to go be spiritual, not make money. Cool. That's your choice. Oh, I need to hustle and ignore my, my inner frequency just to make money. Cool. That's your choice. Why not have all of it all the time? So you can experience every day as a masterpiece.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like, so my, I have this like block about just teaching about health and stuff like that, because I feel like that's something that, it's not just, you can't like put it in a box. It's something that everybody should be doing anyway. And it's part of the whole picture and you have to integrate it within everything that you're doing. So like spirituality relationships, the money thing, like it's all integrated. You can't just focus on like, I'm just going to make money for my life. And that's all I'm ever going to do. What are you going to starve then? You're going to just like, yeah. Then you're going
1: to eat it. You're going to smoke. it. Yeah. You're going to eat the money. money.
0: You're going to drive it. Cool. So you have to have this like well-rounded kind of picture and that, that's where I feel like a lot of people get stuck when they're trying to figure out where do I niche when they start a product or a business or try to focus on somebody because, or something, because then most people have this, all this knowledge about a lot of different things. And then once you start connecting the dots between those things, you're like, well, I can't just teach about you know, health without worrying about the money thing. Or I can't just teach about spirituality with just about with, worrying about health or, right. you know what I mean?
1: Well, it's, it, it, it's the ego is really strong in, in wanting to be loved and seen and, and respected and significant. And so people mistakenly, this is another very expensive mistake, um, people mistakenly think that the more I know, the more valuable I am. The exact opposite is true. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing more doesn't make you more valuable. What people know about you, and who they think you are and what problems they think you can solve is everything. So, um, you know, we, in, in our last training here in Austin, we had, we had a three-day training. And, um, and one of the catchphrases that, that came up was, I got 99 problems, but a niche ain't one. <laughs> Yeah, You know, you'd be don't be afraid to say, hey, this is this is what I am world class at. This is what I'm, I'm not the best one. I'm the only one who does what I do in this area and allow that to be the thing that you're known for. You know, Russell Brunson is rocking it. Um, and I don't know Russell personally. I, I, he, he's used some of my stuff and I've used some of his and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But Russell started out selling freaking potato guns. Yeah, that that's his, right. <laughs> you know, Tony, Tony Robbins um, started out curing smoking. Like that was mm-hmm. his thing. If you smoke and you can't quit, come to me and I'll, and I'll work with you. That was his niche. So, you know, again, it's, it goes all the way back to that comparison thing. You say, well, Tony teaches everybody. Well, Russell works with everybody. Garrett White works with everybody. Well, actually, no. Garrett has totally niched yeah. exactly who he works with. He works with modern married businessmen if you're not married, chances of you working with him are very small. If you're not a man, you're not going to work with him at all. If you don't own a business, you're not going to work with him. So he's found alignment with his voice and his vision and his values, and he's changing millions of lives directly and indirectly through his work. So for the person who's listening to this thinking, ah, oh, I want to be at the top, great. What if you're already at the top of your life experience, and now it's time to find who can you serve? What's the problem that you can, can help people overcome? And, you know, use that if you don't have momentum, use the strategy that we talked about here. Uh, and then just go find ethical cult building 5.0 and, and sign up for that training because that is the training that will unlock your alignment, your messaging, your value creation in terms of your product, your program, and it'll teach you how to sell and how to close like crazy.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think honestly, that's a great place to stop today. Like, that's a yeah. great
1: place. We've covered a bunch, we covered a
0: lot of things. Um, if you wanna learn more, you wanna figure out where to start, where to how to find your thing, what you should be doing. I mean just I don't know. Whatever. Go get Ethical Cult Building Five Sign up. Jesse is probably Jesse is the best coach that I know. He's the everyone that I speak like they know Jesse or have been influenced by him in some way. It's really crazy that how you have been able to like infiltrate every thought of every entrepreneur that I know um so I'm just I'm, a, I'm just from the future you're just man. doing I know I think I you, just came, just you really back, can you time can travel
1: use the transition
0: you really can time travel so um if you're looking forward to learning more about Jesse ethical cult building 5.0 and you can also find Jesse on Facebook at Jesse Elder right and on Instagram yes, at Jesse Elder uh, live
1: Jesse Elder live on both Facebook and, and okay. Instagram
0: or jesseelder.com and get your daily mind vitamins, which are amazing. Just, you know, little little drops of knowledge every day.
1: Every little bit helps.
0: All right, brother. Thank you. Mike, great seeing you, man. Me too. To be continued. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It's always a pleasure to have Jesse on the show. He brings so much value and insight to my life and I hopefully your life too. So, If you can, please, please, please go to iTunes, leave me a review, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more future episodes. And again, if you're interested in attending our seminar in Costa Rica, please, or just for more information on it, please go to the website, visit www.rhythmia.com. And when you call them, be sure to ask for a solubility. Thanks,
1: guys.